0: As we begin the new year, it's time to look at where we'd like to go in 2019.
1: And while we're at it, we'll cover where we went in 2018 as well. I'm Rick Ross.
0: And I'm Billy Hirsch. We're previewing 2019 on this episode of the Cruise Habit Podcast.
1: You're about to set sail on the Cruise Habit Podcast, an audio voyage through the world of ships, ports,
0: and beyond. Welcome aboard.
1: Let's dive into the first episode of 2019 by both taking a look back at our cruising in 2018 and to look ahead to what 2019 may bring us in, in the world of cruising. So first taking a look back at 2018 to what I did uh, in my cruising calendar, I had three cruises this year, totaled 11 nights at sea. My first one was on Royal Caribbean's Mariner of the Seas. I stayed in a solo cabin on that one. Some of the highlights there, uh, Bamboo Room, the Uh, the drinks that I enjoyed in that kind of tiki bar, uh, the Playmakers space, which is like a sports bar and and grill. Uh, I really enjoyed those two new additions uh, that are not just new to Mariner, but new to the fleet of uh, Royal Caribbean. And if you want to hear more about that, you can check out episode 271 of the Royal Caribbean blog podcast, where uh, Matt Hochberg interviews me about my my time on the ship. My next cruise was also solo. This one, when I went on Celebrity Infinity, uh, didn't have a solo cabin, went in uh, a regular inside, but there was such a great Florida resident rate, I was able to book that. Uh, I At this point, this is my third solo cruise in a row, and I really found I was getting into a habit of breakfast in the main dining room, dinner in the buffet, and I think that's something uh, when I'm solo cruising, I'm going to keep doing, because uh, then I get the attention of the wait staff in the main dining room breakfast, and I'm avoiding kind of the the busy, everybody elbowing everybody else in the buffet in the morning. Uh, And then uh, for dinner, when I'm in the buffet, I think the service is great there, too. There are so, uh, so few people there. Um, you can really get what you want uh, and not have to elbow around and and get served immediately. Uh, and then my third and final cruise for the year was the, man, just the amazing Celebrity Edge where I went with my friend Jose and also joined by the other half of, of CruiseHabit.com, uh, Billy Hirsch here and Larissa. Uh, we have lots of coverage on CruiseHabit.com. We've got blogs. We've got four podcast episodes. If you count our preview, our two-part Celebrity Edge and our episode solely on the eden portion uh of of celebrity edge which was just uh amazing and and hard to explain outside of the the podcast so that was my 2018 three cruises 11 nights billy what did your 2018 look like
0: uh well towards the end my 2018 felt like uh felt like we were recreating the rocky franchise with uh with uh, edge podcast episodes, but appreciate everyone who's, uh, <laughs> who's, who's listened in and, uh, and commented that was a lot of fun. Uh, so for my 2018, uh, I, it started off actually kind of rough because I had a number of cruises booked the first part of 2018 that I simply wasn't able to take. And I actually used trip insurance for the very first time. Cause when I, when final payment came, uh, for one of them in particular, I knew it was a gamble. Basically I was out of work. Layoffs happen. Well, that happened to me. And I used trip insurance for the very first time uh, instead of being able to sail on Celebrity Equinox. And I think it was it was either January or February. So that was a bummer. But uh, while I was in dry dock for a little bit, so to speak, eventually I got to cruise MSC Seaside in July. And that was really cool because, um, one, it's not often that, especially if you're, admittedly as fortunate as I am, that, that you get to try new lines. And I definitely did get to try new uh, a new cruise line there with MSC. A lot of mixed reviews. We had a great time on MSC, but it, it was different than a lot of other lines. So I encourage you, if you're interested in Seaside, check out the live blog that we did there. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I talked about the stuff that we liked and what we thought could be improved. But that was really cool. And it was a unique ship. I'm glad we did. it, And I hope we get to uh, do that again. And then I uh, had to wait for another cruise until November. But that was an awesome time because that was the Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise. And uh, the previous year, about uh, a little over a year before that, uh, I'd done in 2017, the end of 2017, Harmony as part of a Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise. And a year or two before that, Allure as a group cruise. So you see a, a trend there. But I'll tell you, a symphony of the seas, as much as I'm not um, a big ship, Kind of person yeah I, I generally prefer smaller ships symphony was the best oasis class ship so far for for a number of reasons um if you did nothing but sat me in the solarium and had me stare at the big wonder with its beautiful changing lights at night uh that would be that would be enough for me so that was really cool and look forward to doing more royal caribbean blog group cruises you guys should check that out royalcaribbeanblog.com slash events um, then was, as Rick mentioned, the edge sailing where we <laughs> churned out seemingly endless content. And this is where I kind of want to make a. Uh, I, I want to thank really a lot of our listeners because we, uh, we started putting more content on Instagram and got, uh, picked up some followers along the way, loved sharing on Instagram pictures and video of celebrity edge. Um, so, so thank you guys for following along. Cause that's something that was a little bit new to us. Uh, so in total, uh, <laughs> I, I should have, I should have tallied the nights that I was supposed to cruise and the nights that I did cruise, but it ended up being three cruises that we took and 17 nights at sea, you know, um, not what I was aiming for, but not too shabby. I don't, I, I, I sound spoiled, so I'll be happy with my 17 nights at sea. And, uh, and then the good news is the last sailing since the last sailing was at the end of 2018 we get to jump right into 2019 cruises and I know Rick uh, you and I are both pretty excited about a number of things coming up in 2019 Um, I'll I'll dive right in and and tell you my very first thing uh, and actually really my only thing that I have booked which isn't the only thing I'm doing but it's the only thing that I have booked to the best of my recollection in 2019 and that is drumroll Celebrity Edge. Going back, we had such a great time with our three-night <laughs> sailing. Uh, I promise we won't put out like seven more hours of uh, Edge podcasts. Um,
1: oh, I'm so envious. But, uh, so envious.
0: <laughs> I, I will be thinking of you, I want to say the entire time. How about a lot of the time?
1: Uh, thank you. You can send me pictures.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, but uh, you know where you can get pictures, Rick?
1: How about Instagram.
0: That's a great place, Instagram, but All of right. course Twitter and Facebook as well. But yeah, so we're gonna jump on. Uh, actually just a week from the day we are recording this episode, we will be uh, I will be sailing and uh, along with Larissa on uh, Celebrity Edge once again, this time for seven nights before we just had a three night preview sailing. this is gonna be seven nights and we're going to San Juan, Tortola, and St. Martin uh, pretty cool itinerary. I, I like Eastern Caribbean. We don't do it as much as maybe I would uh, like it i uh, like to and it gives us three full sea days in addition to embarkation day. So that's pretty cool uh, as well uh, now uh, What do you have booked?
1: Goose egg not a thing. I don't have any cruises booked as of yet uh, Is everything I have okay? a lot of cruises? Sorry,
0: is everything okay?
1: yeah yeah i mean there's a lot that i'm looking at but uh one okay i'm a single guy right now so that makes it tough to book because i either have to pay the single supplement or find uh, like a studio cabin or solo cabin or something like that so that makes it tougher um but so, uh, i don't have any cruises booked but i do have a land trip booked so my friend jose as is his thanks for me introducing him to the world of cruising he is introducing me to the world of south america and we are going on a land trip to lima peru so we're going to spend four nights in miraflores lima peru and this is going to be my first time going to south america it's going to be my first time south of the equator uh, i really it's gonna be my first time to like a majority spanish-speaking country other than the few hours i was in cozumel so it's uh, It's going to be interesting really looking forward to it so it's the only thing i've got booked
0: based on what i can deduce from your description this land uh land trip seems interesting i'm just not familiar with this idea of going someplace not on a cruise ship so uh, i hope you'll break it down for me step by step while you visit
1: (laughs) yeah you know what's funny is someone actually requested that we cover our land trips as well and i thought they they must not realize we don't really take any
0: I mean, once in a while, I, I do put out a picture from uh, from Western North Carolina, if you guys really want to follow along. Uh,
1: right. I don't think your your trip to San Francisco really counts as that was kind of a work trip. But um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, there may be some coverage from Lima, Peru. I don't know if I can tie it into cruising or not, or just maybe write. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty used to when I go somewhere and do something, I write about it. So probably going to be a blog post about it.
0: Well, I look forward to that. I've actually heard some cool stuff about uh, Peru. It seems to be a, an up-and-coming destination for uh, for American uh, holiday goers. So I look forward to that. Um, I, I, as mentioned, only have the the, the one cruise booked, um, and you have none. So in terms of cruises, well, in terms of other stuff too, um, maybe we should talk about what we want to book uh, for 2019. What we, yeah, more than just what we would like to, but maybe. Uh, what we're thinking is likely. How's that? Because, I mean, I'd like to book a world cruise, maybe two, uh, <laughs> but uh, what is
1: likely? So uh, I don't think I'm pulling back the veil or, or it, destroying any kind of magic to say that we use show notes and we write up what we want to talk about so we've got kind of a, uh, a path to go on. Uh, I'm just realizing what your first point for what you want to book in 2019 means. Um, so can I dive into that one and, and explain, I guess... Go for it. Richard Branson's Virgin Voyages is going to open their booking in February of 2019. Uh, it's a pretty specific date in February of 2019. It's February 14th. Billy, how have you framed this in your list of things to book in 2019?
0: So uh, my top uh, top point here in our show notes, as you mentioned, just says the most expensive Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> um, now, in fairness... In fairness, I don't, Luris and I don't usually do things for, for holidays, Valentine's Day or otherwise. Um, but even if we did, I have a hunch that uh, in fact, for you and I both, this could be a, a pricey Valentine's Day, February 14th, bookings open. So getting back to your list, I, I think uh, I think that's what we have in common, yes?
1: Yeah, that's the one that showed up on, on both of our lists is that, uh, that Virgin Voyages. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, well, first of all, how much it's going to cost, and
0: uh... yeah, it's it's not going to be cheap. I'm I'm I, I'm not big into predictions, um, unless uh, unless I'm forced to uh, make one for let's say a podcast for a certain friend of ours. Um, but uh, I I suspect, and I, I've mentioned this before, I'm going to go off on a very slight tangent. They're going after a market that other lines. Uh, especially Viking Ocean has had some accidental mm-hmm. success in. And mm-hmm. they're going, they're determined to have that success with that market on purpose and designing a product specifically yeah. for it. And they have a known brand. It's especially in Europe, but known in other countries as well. And uh, they're only going to have one ship at the beginning. So not many beds to fill. So I'm thinking they are naming their price.
1: Yeah. Yep. Holding on to that credit card of February 14th. So that's going to be a painful day. Painful we'll, day. We'll just then, assume
0: that this podcast serves notice to, uh, to Chase to let, uh, to let them know for both of our accounts <laughs> that uh, it is not a mistake.
1: <laughs> there we go. So, uh, so that's something I'm going to book in 2019, but we're not going to take that sailing in 2019. Something that I could book and sail pretty quick turnaround on. Uh, would be the um, the newly amplified ships from Royal Caribbean fleet. So we've got Navigator of the Seas, which is going uh, to do through its uh, um, Royal Amplified program probably at the end of February. Or I would totally go back on Mariner of the Seas. I had a really good time. On that ship there were some things that i didn't get a chance to do there are some things i'd love to do again like as i said bamboo room playmakers so really looking forward to uh to doing that again uh, you said before that uh, one of your cruises last year was on symphony of the seas and you thought that was uh, an upgrade and worthwhile to go on even if you've already been on harmony i think uh is, is one of the things you've said about that uh, my friend jose uh, his first cruise that he booked was, uh, uh will be on Symphony of the Seas, uh, I think Labor Day weekend. But then he got a jump on this, uh, Edge cruise with us. And I'm trying to see if there's a way for me to get on that Symphony of the Seas cruise and, and check that ship out, uh, for a few days. Uh, maybe three days would be enough on Symphony if I've already been on, on Harmony for a, a week. Um, Another ship that I'd like to see is the MSC side. That's another ship that you went on uh, last year. I guess maybe I'm catching up to, to what you did last year. Um, really interested in the Seaside. The, the deck plan looks interesting. The two buffets concept. This whole, it's a European level of service, or there are some more european aspects to the service i'm I'm curious about so i'd like to see what's uh, going on in seaside uh one of my friends from brazil is also interested in seaside or maybe he's going to try out sea view i think it's the one that they're going to send to south america uh, and then uh i would love to check out carnival or really any other line i haven't sailed on especially if i could sail out of tampa that would be a new experience all around and um something that could make my 2019 different than any other year in, in cruising. So uh, I'd say that's my list, Billy, any, any comments on that or.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple things, rapid fire first. I don't think you're catching up. I think we have maybe inverse, uh, schedules in some ways, because in a second I'll mention, uh, at least one thing that you did that I might be doing. Um, so, so okay. we'll see if we can, we can flip that seaside. Yeah. Uh, it was a neat ship and, um, as I said at the top of the show, I, I look forward to doing it again. So I would love your thoughts on it because uh, I find that often you and I enjoy very similar things, um, but often for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, would, I would like your feedback on that. And to your last point, uh, something on Carnival or any other line you've not sailed, um, it's one of the most exciting things for me is trying out new things in general. And new cruise lines—that's that's awesome. I mean, um, yeah, in 2017, near the end of 2017, I did um, uh, Holland America for the first time, and then 2018 oh, yeah, yeah. did MSC, and now I, I need to book Princess. That's the only uh, cruise line that has a that has ships homeported in the U.S. that have not sailed. So trying trying new lines is awesome because you just it, 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 cruising is exciting. Uh, especially when you get to cruise a lot. <laughs> um, but there's also an element of maybe predictability that goes away when it's a brand new cruise line. So I look forward to you being able to uh, to, to do that. Um, as far as my 2019 plans, uh, we talked about the first one, uh, most expensive Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> Again, I'm sure the people at Chase are listening. So yeah. Um, then uh, I want to try out uh, a couple new things, and I'm not sure exactly how many of these I'm going to be able to do, but I, this is more than aspirational. I'm planning on doing at least some of these. We just have to see what scheduling, scheduling allows. One, I would love to see New Uh We took our first Holland America cruise on New Amsterdam. At the end of 2017, and had a fantastic time. Thought the musical entertainment was really cool. New Statendam, it seems like they've just plussed everything, and I, it from what I have seen, it looks like they're trying to reach new heights and new audiences. Um, Holland America is with New Statendam in a way similar to how Celebrity is trying to reach new heights and new audiences with Celebrity Edge. Um, not that the ships are similar or anything like that, but they're they're really trying out some new things. Um, and um, maybe reaching out of their comfort zone as lines. And I want to see yeah. that, especially uh, especially around the, uh, I forgot what they call it exactly, but the Rolling Stone venue, along with uh, still having uh, BB King All-Star. So that, uh, that would be cool if we can pull that off. I see some very good deals in the spring. Um, then Anthem or Mariner group cruise, maybe both, I don't know, packing a lot into the beginning of the year. And that's why some of this is just going to come around scheduling. But there are more Royal Caribbean blog group cruises on, um, two ships that I'm really excited about. In fact, and then at the end of the year, they're on freedom, but Anthem and Mariner are the two I'm really excited about because I've never been on a quantum class ship and, uh, Mariner, you know, had all of her uh, work done, if you will. And I would like to check that out and see what it's like. So hopefully we can, we can make that happen. Um, as I mentioned on Matt's podcast, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, Mariner, Mariner needs some faster internet, and that would really open up the possibilities for me. So, Mm. because I know that the Royal Caribbean people are listening and just taking notes, every word I say, uh, they're, you know, carefully noting, please, Please enhance foam on Mariner of the Sea so we can make that happen. Uh, and then from, a revolution... The desk of, of
1: Richard Fane.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I I under, as best as I understand, Richard Fane has a speaker sitting on his desk that does nothing mm-hmm. but play this podcast.
1: Yeah, it just alternates between ours and Matt's, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I would like to see uh, potentially similar timing, though there's really no expiration date on this, but I'd like to do it sooner than later, a revolutionized celebrity ship. We had a, one of our very first podcast episodes was actually about Celebrity Revolution, their fleet revitalization project. And the very first ship comes out of that in the spring. I would like to see what Celebrity does to, um, I don't even want to say to improve because I think Celebrity's fleet is pretty solid, but to, um, you know, to, to enhance, to, to bring, as they said, bring the rest of the fleet to the edge. So we'll see if we can fit that in. And then, so inspired by your land trip uh, to <laughs> to Lima, uh, I'd like to either get back to Mexico just for maybe a long weekend or something, head to Cancun. Living in South Florida, it's an easy, quick trip. Or a couple of years ago, we were supposed to go to Colombia and had to cancel that. So maybe, uh, maybe head to Medellin. And then I'll round this out with a non-Caribbean sailing, everything that I just talked mm-hmm. about so far. Had to do with um, the Caribbean and the Caribbean's great and the Caribbean's really convenient for both you and I but uh, I haven't been to Europe in a year and a half I think um, I haven't been to Alaska in like three three years I think so something something's going to change with that uh, so that, that that's those are my goals for 2019 again with the the knowledge that it'll be hard to knock out all new, of new Um. Anthem Mariner and a revolutionized celebrity ship just because there's only so many days in the year But we'll see well, I'll take it as a challenge
1: Yeah, that's pretty ambitious. Um, when we're looking at the revolutionized celebrity ship uh, I think one of the ships that's going to be revolutionized this year is equinox And if you went on that that would be a two-for-one for you because I know you also have not yet been on a solstice class ship on on celebrity
0: yeah, it's hard to believe because I'm a big fan of Celebrity. Uh, Equinox, again, was the ship, or Equinox, still, still can't decide how to say that, was a ship I was uh, booked on um, that I had to use insurance uh, for when I canceled. So that would, not, that would tick a couple boxes. Um, in a perfect world, I'd do a back-to-back, uh, or I should say, um, maybe not back-to-back, but close together, I would do a Solstice-class ship that hadn't been revolutionized and then one that had, you know, for research. For research, but uh, sure. I may just have to use your your photographs and your beautiful ability to paint a vivid picture in my head um, because you've sailed on solstice-class ships before uh, Celebrity Revolution. So I, I may just have to depend on that. I, I hope that's okay with you.
1: Uh, that, I'd be happy to talk about uh, my solstice-class sailing, uh, the Celebrity um, Reflection, anytime. Yeah. Well,
0: that was a beautiful we I think show, we, we have an correct? episode idea now.
1: Great art collection on that ship. Really great art collection. Really. Oh yeah, I look, yeah.
0: I, I look forward to uh, looking at all of the art on uh, on then hopefully uh, Equinox. we'll see and going. Rick was very impressed by this. I think things are pretty, and that's what I know. <laughs> your well, so again, I can't your interpretation. The art collection
1: skills. is going to be the same on the on the Equinox as it is on the on the well, reflection. But the on the reflection, the whole art collection is based on the idea of a, a mirror or a reflection so there's ah, a theme, that theme sh- a theme yeah it shows up, up throughout the whole uh, the whole collection there well uh we anthem will, uh, wow yep. i Oh, I, I want to jump in and, and say you picked a, a really great, uh, a great one with Anthem here. That's something I've been thinking of. Uh, the more I hear people talk about quantum class ideas showing up in the Edge class, especially with maybe a 270 to Eden kind of parity, um, I even more want to sail on a quantum class ship. And that would also cover the non-Caribbean sailing because that would be something like uh, a Boston, uh, you know, kind of like New England sailing or maybe even up into Canada.
0: Yeah, I think uh, in, in fairness, I think the one that I'm looking at, we're, we're doing it live, guys. Uh, I think the one that I'm looking at goes from, I'm checking this at ruralcaribbeanblog.com slash events, by the way. Um,
1: oh was just the one over July 4th. Yes. Yes, cruise? it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, here it is. So leaves out of New Jersey thing, uh, stops in Bermuda. I've never been to Bermuda, St. Martin, Puerto Rico and Labadee. Um, so, uh, I guess, you know, the fact that it includes Bermuda means I would also be trying out something new there cause I've never been there. So, uh, yeah, but I've heard yeah. so many people say, and I know you have as well, that, Quantum class ships are like an in-between point between, um, celebrity and Royal Caribbean. Uh, yeah. And I find that to be uh, a really intriguing and, and potentially appealing, uh, idea. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, and you know, maybe we'll keep an eye on that and, uh, maybe, maybe we'll make a surprise appearance. You and I show up and take all of the, uh, take all the glory and, uh, and you know, attention from, uh, from that group cruise. <laughs>
1: I, I think Matt would uh, would love that, and so would Nat. I think we'd have two real happy <laughs> friends on our hands there. I
0: I don't think we have I don't think we have to worry about stealing anyone's thunder. i I've, I've, no. I've got a hunch, <laughs> I've got a hunch it's not going to be a problem. Even if we showed up wearing neon suits.
1: Yes. Well, one of the things you could say is that Matt definitely has a following. Matt has his fans. And if you're one of those fans, you can come to the Royal Caribbean uh, blog meetup on Sunday, January 27th at 2pm. So Billy and I are going to be there. Uh, We're all getting together at Grills Lakeside Seafood Deck and Tiki Bar at 4301 North Orange Blossom Trail in Orlando, Florida. Again, that is Sunday, January 27th at 2 p.m. for an RCL blog meetup. I think it's been a couple years since we did one of these. The last one was in downtown Disney, or maybe there was one in between that I didn't go to, wasn't able to go to. It's
0: it's been a couple years since you did one of these. Uh, I don't know what you're so busy doing, you know, getting more graduate (laughs) degrees and whatnot.
1: Uh, (laughs) I know. I've I've, I've been busy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're always a good time. It's really great to to get to, uh, to meet people and to see the people that maybe we've met but don't get to see often enough. So uh, if you will be in the Orlando area on January 27th, uh, come hang out. If you show up, um, just uh, just tell Matt that you uh, heard about the event from us, and he will give you a hug and uh, and buy you a beer. I, I think that's the plan. I believe that's the plan. I didn't get a confirmation of my text from him, but we're going with that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll put in the show notes a link to that information as well. We'd love to see you out there and hang out with the uh, Royal Caribbean Blog crew. Um, while we're on the now, topic if, of Royal Caribbean Blog, well, yeah.
1: I was going to say, if you can't get enough Royal Caribbean Blog and Billy <laughs> Hirsch all at once if if like if that's the vanilla chocolate swirl soft serve ice cream cone of cruise podcasting for you
0: well then good news <laughs>
1: <laughs> why um, do we ever have something um, <laughs> we don't have it so- matt has it
0: Check out, uh, I should have the episode number on here. Let me look it up right now. But uh, just recently Probably at the end of 283, episode 280, nope, that's uh, that's how to cruise on a tight budget, which I'm sure is another fantastic oh. episode that I was not invited on for because I spend too much money. Uh, episode 281 is the oh. Three Wishes podcast and it's our second or third annual Uh, I keep thinking it's third, but I haven't actually verified that, Um, where Matt and I talk about three things we look forward to uh, seeing in the new year, in 2019, in this case, on Royal Caribbean. We also look back to the three wishes we made last year to see if any of them came true, and uh, spoiler alert, we pretty much— twist and manipulate what we said the last year to make it so that we got at least one right each time. So check that out. Uh, Again, we'll put that link in the show notes if you're not sick of uh, us talking about Royal Caribbean Blog. We asked and you responded. Uh, If you have questions you'd like us to read on air or If you don't want us to read them on the air, you can let us know. But uh, reach out to us, podcast at cruisehabit.com. So uh, we want to take this opportunity to read one of the emails we got from Keith and listener Keith. uh, First of all, thank you for writing. Keith writes, guys, started listening to your podcast after hearing about it on the Royal Caribbean blog podcast. I knew we could get another mention in there. Uh, Just got done listening to your review of the new Celebrity Edge, which sounds great, but never heard, uh, never hear good things Uh, For kids on that line, I have cruised on Royal about four times, Norwegian three times. I'm set to cruise with my wife and daughter, 16, on the getaway in April. Going to Harvest K on the cruise, how does it stack up to other private destinations? Can you, should you, go to the mainland? Thanks for all of your hard work putting together the podcast, Keith. uh, P.S. Not sure I could do a three-day cruise. Hate getting off after seven. So Keith's talking about our three-day edge sailing there, and Keith, Buddy. Yeah, uh, I I pretty much refuse to do three night cruises at this point. Uh, it's just such a tease. Um, you know, we did that one because it was one of the first and we wanted to check it out. We didn't want to have to wait, but uh, I dig it. Um, so first, to answer your question around stuff for kids, uh, you know, celebrity is definitely not like the mainstream or like the contemporary lines, rather like Royal Caribbean, uh, NCL. And carnival in terms of having as much for families with children. That in mind, out of the uh, the main premium lines, Celebrity, Holland America, and Princess. I think Celebrity probably is the the best option out of those three for families with kids. I don't have kids. Rick doesn't have kids, so I, you know it would be disingenuous of me to speak to it first person. I can just tell you that for certain times of the year, especially in the Caribbean you will find uh, a surprising number of children on Celebrity. When I see them, they seem to be having a good time. Um, and I will tell you what we will try and do. No promises. I will try and get some more information about some of the children's uh, programs and activities on board Celebrity uh, specifically Celebrity Edge when we're on next week. So getting to the rest of your question, you're going to be going on Getaway and you're wondering about Harvest K. Frankly, Uh, Keith? I am too. So I want to hear from you about Harvest K because I've not had the chance to go there yet. Um, I will tell you a little bit, just all of our listeners, a little bit about Harvest K. So uh, Norwegian Cruise Line has a number of private destinations. In fact, they were the very first cruise line to have their own private destination. And uh, we'll talk more about that in an upcoming episode. Teaser, they actually had two of them and they advertised the wrong one. See, now now you look forward to that one. Um, but uh, Harvest K is the most recent. It opened up at the end of 2016. It's right off the coast of Belize and it's visited not just by NCL, but by NCL Oceana and Regent Seven Seas. Those are all Norwegian Cruise Line holding. Companies, so that makes it in and of itself a little bit uh, unique. And as I mentioned, island off the off the mainland coast of Belize, uh, it's very much a resort-like destination. You look at the pictures and the videos; it is absolutely gorgeous-looking. Uh, big pools, beaches. There's a saltwater lagoon for for water sports, kayaking, stuff like that. There's a whole aerial center. Thing for they have thousands of feet of zip lines uh, and other aerial activities. Aerial seems to be the uh, looking at uh, what we saw on Edge and what we've seen in 270 aerial uh, people spinning on things and hanging from things. I feel like that's going to be a thing, um, <laughs> and there, there's just a ton to do uh, on Harvest K. Um, what's really interesting and what's different about Harvest K compared to a lot of other destinations uh, beyond just, by the way, the uh, I forgot they call them I think cottages that are like houses that you can kind of rent for the day. Um, But what's really unique is there are, uh, while there's not any complimentary dining, usually on cruise line private destinations, it's an extension of the ship, at least to a degree, right? There's no complimentary dining in Harvest K, but there are a lot of different restaurants and other types of businesses there. But you're not going to find Diamonds International uh, and things like that. Why? All of the businesses, and this is part of the uh, the deal that NCL worked out with the government of Belize, All of the businesses uh, on Harvest K are owned by people in Belize. They're owned and operated by locals they employ i believe over 400 locals in harvest k so that's pretty cool i like i like seeing something that actually supports the local economy i've talked about it with uh with labadie for example that they that they hire locals and and really give people an opportunity there especially in places where there aren't as many opportunities as maybe there should be so i think that's pretty cool uh personally when i when i do get there um you know, I'm sure I'll be like, ah, wish lunch was free, but glad to contribute to local businesses. So uh, that's pretty cool that there are some options like that. And there are, as you mentioned, Keith, there are opportunities um, to actually leave the island. So that's another thing that's unique about Harvest Cay compared to other private cruise line destinations is you can actually take excursions. From Harvest K to the mainland, there are some ruins that you can see, there are uh, there are some really high uh, high activity, high energy uh, tours that you can do, or you can just stay on the island. Now, unlike most destinations, or I guess more like private, private cruise line destinations, you would have to book that experience or those experiences through NCL. You can't go through shore trips or somebody else. Um, to, you know, even even an independent person to do that. Uh, in theory, I guess if you got to the mainland, you could. But in order to even do that, I believe you have to book an excursion through NCL. Uh, personally, uh, Keith, if you're looking for a good beach day, I'd be inclined to stay in Harvest K because everything that I've heard about it from, uh, from other guests, from bloggers, has been that it is a really gorgeous destination. So if, you, if you're if you looking for just that relaxing, do very little day, um, you get to enjoy all those benefits that you have on other cruise line private destinations while simultaneously uh, contributing to the local economy. And it may sound cliche, but I think that's really important. So I look forward to finding out whatever you do, whether you stay on the island or you head out. Um, Keith, uh, do write back. Let us know uh, what you did and how you enjoyed it. Um, but more than anything, Thank you so much for writing in, and we'll remind all of our listeners, if you have questions, please send us an email, podcast at cruisehabit.com.
1: Yeah, Keith, when you get back, please give us an email and let us know what you thought about Harvest K. How did our facts stack up with uh, what you experienced there, and and what would your recommendations be for other people who are going to uh, Harvest K, including us, when when we might go uh, someday? yeah uh we'll we'll round out the podcast with a thank you to uh i'm gonna I'm i'll say speaky g for the review on uh, on itunes we're glad you like the podcast however you're listening to our podcast do us a favor and search for cruise habit in itunes uh, or in the apple Podcasts app and leave us a review there if you have a question for us go ahead and email us at podcast at cruisehabit.com And we'll see if we can get to that on a future episode of the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is David from Newport, Ritchie, Florida. I'm a friend of CruiseHabit.com, and you can join me in following the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to Cruise Habit Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or your podcast player of choice to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. If you're a fan of the Periscope app, you can search Cruise Habit to join the broadcast from ship to shore. They would love to talk ship with you real soon.